Hey everyone, this is Eric, and welcome to the CBC Podcast Behind the Pulpit. This Sunday, we kicked off a brand new series called What Makes Community Work? And Pastor Brandon talked about the power and the importance of purpose when it comes to growing as a biblical community. Today, I'll be joined by Brandon to discuss Sunday's message. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. All right, well, we are back, and I'm here with uh, Brandon. Brandon, welcome. Thanks. Good to be here. All right. Well, we uh, kicked off. Of, well, you kicked off a brand new series uh, this past Sunday called "What Makes Community Work." And um, and before we get into the message, um, you know, I just thought it'd be good for you to to kind of touch on and share about kind of the thought process in in doing this series. Yeah, you know, I, I was going to mention this in the message. Decided not to. There might be two or three or one people in the sanctuary in the congregation who noticed this but this was actually kind of our time that was like a slotted for our old testament series so we started that two years ago and this is going to be year three of five and we were going to be jumping into kind of the book of first samuel david saul maybe a little bit of solomon um but as we kind of started the process through the vision we did the two vision messages a couple weeks ago um, the more I thought about that series, the more it just felt off to me to kind of push into this, like, this is what we're going to do. This is what this year is going to be about. Two strong messages on that. Go off to retreat, talk about community, and then come back. And we're like, <laughs> we're going to talk about David now. And as good as that, I'm sure that would have been. I mean, there's a lot of value in that. And we're we're going to do it later. So it's not like we're just scrapping that series completely. I just felt like, you know, this is this is the story God wants us to be in right now. Just the story mm-hmm. of community and what he wants to do in us this year and beyond. And, you know, that series, the series on Kings, the series on, on David, we can do that anytime. But I do think there was a timeliness to this series where as we begin to prepare for launching new small groups for just kind of the challenges of that laying ahead. We only have so many weeks to talk about that. And, you know, you and Mm -hmm. I discussed all the different aspects of community that we want to talk about, um, you know, including this series. And it just felt like it's, it's, it's just time to stay on that. And so that was um, the first step in kind of moving in that direction. And then the question was, well, what do we kind of want to talk about? And I think we just realized that, you know, as we kind of rebuild this vision of what small groups can be and just what a small group is, you know, there's a lot of people who, again, who have never been in a small group or who are in a small group and just maybe have kind of lost a little bit of those kind of foundational elements. And it's just it's just easy to forget. I mean, Mm -hmm. even as simple as this past Sunday's message was, the more I thought about it, the more I realized, like, I mean, how many, how many small groups are operating without a clear sense of purpose? And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, I mean, that was, that was basically the thing was just, look, this is where God is leading us now. So let's, let's pursue it. I would rather beat the whole idea, the whole community idea into the ground <laughs> to the point where people are, are just, we get it, you know, community mm-hmm. is good. It's important. You've explained 20 different ways how to do it. I'd rather err on that side than err on the side of, wait, I thought we were going to talk about community. Why are we 
you know, why are we doing all this other stuff? And mm-hmm. so that's not to say every series this year will be community, but I think we're really going to try to keep that in front of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's funny as you, you say that, cause, um, you know, even at, <clears throat> we're doing majority of the messages and looking at it and, um, you know, there are things that are, it, it's not, they're not new ideas, but I'm excited because I recognize like how easy it is to kind of get off centered on some of these things and yeah. to kind of forget them, you know, and, and as I'm looking at them and writing these messages on them, you know, convicted as well of like, gosh, I don't know if I always do this mm-hmm. when it comes to leading my groups and the groups I've led before. So, yeah, yeah I think as repetitive as it might seem, maybe to some, like we need those reminders. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's a, it may be a reminder of some, but I think for a lot of us and for this church, we have, it's something we haven't talked about. We, I don't think we've talked about it as a staff, right? Yeah. So it's probably something that hasn't been talked about in quite some time. So yeah, and it'll be yeah. good and, um, it'll be helpful and beneficial to, to the church. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just kind of what I said in the message is just com- good community is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And so you really can't. I'm not sure there's a way to talk about it too much if it's if it's important, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you could spend every week talking about just the ins and outs of it, the challenges of it, encouraging people, you know, to challenge themselves in, in different ways. And you'd just be scratching the surface because people are people. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I think that's it's good. Yeah. Great. Well, let's get into the uh, message a little bit. Uh, you did a great job kicking off the series um, having just given it, well, I guess not just given it, it's, it's Friday already, so <laughs> it can seem like an eternity, um, but kind of coming out of it, uh, what are some of your initial thoughts? Uh, maybe is there something that you just felt like, yeah, I want to emphasize that one more time, or maybe something you didn't get to cover that you want to shed some light on. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, what were kind of your initial thoughts coming out of it? You know, my first thought coming out of it, and this was actually just in the whole preparation phase and even as I was giving the message was, gosh, it's really fun to just talk about Jesus. You know, Mm. one of the things that you and I have talked about, and maybe we've talked about it on the podcast, is I think we've just spent a lot of time over the past couple years planning series, just kind of maybe a little bit trying to outsmart ourselves a little bit. Mm. Like, Let's do something really different and insightful and not just kind of the basics and so you know i don't think it was intentional but we haven't just spent time in the gospels looking at the life and ministry of jesus in a long time Mm. and so just to be able to unpack just the simple you know five verse passage about jesus calling the disciples it was just so rich just in the preparation and the delivery and you know, at the end of the day, like that's, that's what it's all about. And so that was just kind of my first takeaway. And I think, you know, that's going to impact obviously this whole series is that's kind of our focus point biblically and, um, just moving forward, how, how valuable that is and how, how much of a, you know, Mm -hmm. mind that is to kind of, kind of dig into. Um, so that was good. I, I, I think I, I enjoyed, um, I think hearing people's feedback about, and we'll talk more about this, about just the whole secret purpose element mm-hmm. and how um, that seemed to resonate. And um, it was it was nice to hear people 
kind of beginning to ask questions about that for themselves. Um, the one thing that I that I didn't cover that I that I have been thinking a little bit about um, is just the idea of the purpose of small groups, you know, and I, I touched on this in a very broad way. And, and most of that was intentional. I didn't think this was a time and place to really go into a lot of detail. But we spent a lot of time talking about what the purpose of small groups is not right. Like mm. the secret purpose that we all have that pulls us away from Jesus's purpose for, for us. But the actual purpose of small groups was kind of this vague idea of discipleship, spiritual growth, following Jesus. You know, I kind of used all those terms interchangeably. And while that's true, that is the purpose of, of community. And that's the purpose that Jesus lays before us. That's not terribly <laughs> practical or applicable or, you know, it doesn't give us a clear sense of, okay, so if we are aligned with Jesus's purpose, this is what it'll look like. And so I mentioned that only because if, if somebody is wondering that, um, I think that's a, that's a good thing. And that's something that we'll dive into more as small groups get closer. But, you know, ultimately, kind of that vague, broad picture is just something that I think we all have to think about. You know, it's like it's not going to be the same for everybody, what mm-hmm. it means to follow Jesus and, and obey his purpose for our lives it isn't one thing, you know, and it isn't one track or one path. Um, for some people, it's going to be, you know, learning to be more loving. For some people, it's going to be um, gaining a deeper understanding of who God is. For some people, it's going to be um, serving other people or, you know, taking part in God's mission. And so I mentioned all those ideas because it's both everything. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's 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 not always everything. And mm-hmm. so... Um, I think that question will be actually a, a fun thing for small groups to explore is that for each person, there's going to be a slightly different answer. And for each small group, what it looks like for us to pursue God's purpose for us together, that's going to be a little bit different. And that's what's fun and dynamic about community yeah. is that in every season and in every group of people, um, Jesus's purpose for us looks a little bit different. So, yeah, I just bring that up because... It was sort of intentionally vague, but I also felt a little bit like I don't want somebody to walk away thinking I'm no closer to following Jesus than I was before. You know, mm-hmm. I think as a starting point, dealing with the junk that keeps us from doing that is good. And as we move forward within that, we'll, we'll get to that more detailed sense of purpose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as you were talking, it came to mind where you know, I think when Jesus initially calls his disciples, there is a there is a vagueness there too, mm-hmm. right? Come follow me; I'll make you fishers of men. Right. And you know, I mean, what exactly did that look like? And I think that was part of the invitation, right? Like, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's not what you're doing now. <laughs> Come follow me, and that was a big first step. And part of it was that discovery and that journey, and a lot of it was it's not that, it's not that, it's not that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. One comment that reminded me of um, Tommy Joe was a little bit offended by my comment that fishing was insignificant. I just <laughs> want to put it out there that I love fishing. Fishing is really important, just not compared to the other purpose. Yeah. So I just, fishing is good. Fishing is good. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so, kind of in light of um, just the power of purpose, then, you know, and even though, like you said, there's an openness in terms of what 
that's going to look like for each one. Um, and you did talk about it, but kind of rehash, why is it so important for a biblical community to be aligned when it comes to purpose? Yeah. You know, I think, I think there's obviously a lot of reasons. One big one, and I was, I don't know why I did this. I was preparing for next week's message and I, I happened to open up um, an old message that I gave from like three or four years ago. And one of the points that I made there that I hadn't really thought about in a while is just the idea that like as a community or as a group, you're going to grow in some direction. Like, hmm. or, or I mean, it's possible that you're just stagnant and, and nothing happens, but more likely the community begins to develop some kind of purpose or some kind of movement on its own. And in, in the absence of a clear sense of, no, we're actually following Jesus's purposes. It's just much easier to end up with purposes that are much less valuable, Hmm. like just comfort or um, just fun or, or family, even purposes that are good. This was one, um, another thing I kind of left on the cutting room floor is that a lot of times we mistake the means to the end for being the actual end. Mm -hmm. So something like supporting each other, accountability, learning, those things are all good. Like those are all things we want to happen in small group, but a lot of times they end up becoming the purpose. Like we're going to go to a Bible study and my goal is to have more information about Jesus while kind of stopping short of the whole purpose of having that information about Jesus is so that, you know, I, I can grow and Jesus can challenge my conceptions of, of who he is and what it means to follow him. And so I just think it's so easy to get caught up in kind of, again, just a bunch of things that are good, but not necessarily what community was created for. Mm. And in addition to that, um, the the other side of that would be just that community is the main way that we grow or one of the main ways that we grow. And so if we get into community and we're doing all this other stuff, but we're not growing, you know, according to this Jesus purpose Jesus has for us, then that's stunting mm. just our growth as a church and our growth as people. And so I've definitely seen this in my own life to where, in the absence of a good purposeful community, our faiths just tend to get stagnant. And that's what I mentioned in the in the initial message of feeling stuck. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that's a feeling that's so common to Christianity today and, and just to believers is you might not describe it exactly in those words, but how many people is like, I'm just kind of here, you know, and I think there's supposed to be more. Maybe I want there to be more. Maybe I feel guilty that there's whatever the case. Yeah. It's like, I'm just, I'm just here mm-hmm. and I don't know what to do next. And I think the lack of good biblical purposeful community is one of the big reasons why we get stuck there. And so, yeah, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it's, it's really vital for those reasons because it's easy to do poorly and it's so important to the really the most significant aspect of our lives and our faith. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. What do you, I mean? Do you have any 
anything to add to that? I feel like I'm yeah, I, no, I mean, I was just thinking, um, you know, it's so interesting because as you said, and as I totally agree, good biblical community or healthy biblical community, it's so hard. Mm. It's so hard to build. It's so hard to maintain. And and I think for us in, in this side of the world where we have the freedom to do it, right? Like our challenge, our difficulty is not that we're being persecuted, mm. that we can't come together. But I think as you kind of touched upon, it's so easy to just settle for something less, Yeah, right? That in the pursuit of the ultimate purpose, right? To discover things that are good, you know, God provides these these means of accomplishing his purpose, each other, support, account, you know, just all those things where it's so easy to, I think, experience it and experience the goodness of it and then just get comfortable there and say, yeah, let's just keep it here. Mm-hmm. Let's settle with this. And the irony is it's it's good, right? And it's it's better than nothing, but if we allow it to prevent us from, from getting to the goal, then that's where it becomes an obstacle and a hindrance. So, yeah, yeah I think as you're, you know, I, I, I see that in my life, the groups I've been a part of where it's, it's easy to lose sight. And that's where kind of constantly keeping that purpose in mind, being reminded of it, talking about it, you know, us to, you know, us as a staff playing that role of, of nagging people, <laughs> you know, whatever it yeah. is, like, <laughs> Saying, I, I get it now. You know, I see why it's so important to, to talk about it, to do series like this consistently yeah. because it's, I think it's easy to get our eyes off of it and to settle on, you know, something good that comes on the way, but ultimately prevents us from, from getting there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think also, you know, just on a really practical level, kind of naming and keeping the purpose in front of us just gives us discernible ways to to measure and to be able to evaluate are our small groups good you know if you think about just all the subjective ways you could you could measure that like are people having fun mm-hmm. you know do people feel loved or you know all those things it's just hard and, and that's going to yeah. vary from season to season but if you have these objective measures connected to growth and Christ likeness and how that's impacting you know our impact as a church then you know, it's easy for us to see how they're doing and it it allows us to kind of make changes and, and to get better at doing community if we um, if we know what we're looking for. And that's something that, you know, we've been talking a lot about as a staff and I think is really good is like without being legalistic, without having things become, you know, just too like action-based, you do have to be able to say, are are we being effective? Mm-hmm. And I think if you have a clear purpose, then it's much easier to, to test that. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, one of the cool things I thought that you, you brought up and, and you mentioned in your message, this idea of a secret purpose. Mm. Um, and you, you talked about it in the message, but just real quick, what is, what is a secret purpose? And why is it something we need to be aware of and be cautious of? Yeah, I think, you know, a secret purpose is is basically the way I described it is it's just kind of what we really want, you know, and, and I think that's all connected to just kind of our kind of our sinfulness, our brokenness, you know, that we all kind of have these kind of deeper needs that we've kind of become used to chasing after. And um, one of the things that I didn't explicitly say in the message, but I think is hopefully it was clear, 
was like, this isn't just a community issue. Like our secret purpose is probably one of the main things that keeps us from discipleship, period. So whether it's in community, whether it's just in our life in general, you know, there are things that we want more than to follow Jesus. You know, if we're really being honest and if we're Mm -hmm. really looking at what drives us, what motivates us, where are our priorities, what do we choose on a moment-by-moment basis, you know, there are things that, if we're honest, are more important to us. We looked at the the rich man in a, or the rich young ruler uh, in uh, in the Gospels, and you know, pretty clear picture of that, right? Like his money, his wealth, his kind of status that came from that, really overrode his his desire to follow Jesus. And so, yeah, I mean, it it really could be anything. You know, there are like just super tangible like specific things like i want my kids to be happy mm-hmm. or i want um to be to have a lot of money and those are kind of the surface level manifestations and then as you dig deeper you get into these kind of more fundamental parts of who we are you know i want to be loved i want to be safe i want you know and and i think when you look at the more surface manifestations that's where you get into like it could be anything Mm -hmm. you know there's a million things we want or would choose whether it's like i'm gonna choose you know you know my you know easy example my kids basketball practice over going to church or whatever Mm -hmm. but then when you push below that the the true kind of secret purposes and those deeper needs i think those are where you get into more there's more common there's there's just a handful i think Mm -hmm. that we all kind of feel on some level and then they manifest in those those surface ways so I don't know that might have made the whole secret purpose more confusing, but mm-hmm. I think that's kind of how I view it is at the end of the day, as you think about what is my secret purpose, you have to start with those exterior manifestations. Okay. What are the things that I'm spending a lot of time on hmm. that I'm, that are really important to me that when they don't go my way, I'm really frustrated. I'm really mad. It makes me really happy when they do go my way. So what are those things in my life? And then why am I pursuing those things? Mm -hmm. And then as you kind of discover that, you kind of sink down and you find these kind of deeper level issues that are are legit, right? Like, I mean, you don't want to spend your life chasing after them, but you're you're not going to turn off that deeper level secret purpose. Um, And I think that's why it's so important to identify. Mm -hmm. Because if you just kind of try to stop those surface things, it, it... it's not going to help you because yeah. what's really at work is that that deeper level mm-hmm. issue. Yeah, I think that's such a powerful thing that that you're bringing up and, and talking about because you know, I think when it comes to the purpose of a small group or biblical community, following Jesus, getting to know Jesus, becoming like Jesus, most Christians aren't going to blatantly disagree with that. <laughs> right, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> if you're just like, mm, no, I'm not interested, like, you're just not going to be a part of a church, yet <laughs> yeah. alone a small group, right? So I think it's one thing to kind of intellectually agree with the purpose of a small group, right? Mm-hmm. And the, but, but what gets in the way isn't because somebody disagrees, it's because we have those secret purposes, right? Yeah, that we yeah. bring to the table that compete with God's purpose. And if we're honest, a lot of times it will be of a higher priority yeah. than God's purpose for that group, right? And a lot of times we're probably not aware of it. And those are the dangerous ones because yeah. it's, it's a secret. Right. If if we're aware of it, it's, you know, I think that's where God addresses it. 
Yeah. And that's the beauty in the gospel. And we see the power of his grace. And then you talked about, you've, you've talked about some of the steps of being able to identify, right? Look at the external surfaces, kind of the behaviors and kind of allow yourself to go deep. And, and I thought it was really awesome, hard, difficult, humbling was you talking about your own mm, yeah, and kind of sharing it with the whole church, mm. which is really powerful. And, and I thought it'd be helpful if you kind of walked us through that, yeah. you know, cause I think there's probably people who are listening who are like, okay, I probably have a secret purpose, you know, yeah. it might be this, but how do I, like, what does that look like in discovering that? So I thought if you'd be willing to kind of talk about just your journey and discovering kind of, what was that heart in, in your own yeah. kind of secret purpose? You know, I think it'll help others discover their own. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to give like a specific process because in a weird way, like it's something that I've sort of a little bit known about mm. since like college. Mm. Um, and I shared this, um, I shared this in a small group at retreat. I talked about this, we talked about a bunch of stuff related to this in our actual small group mm-hmm. this past Saturday night, but kind of my whole testimony experience of like really beginning to like follow Jesus and kind of get into ministry was tied to my realization that I had spent kind of my whole adolescence high school tr- trying to kind of, again, put on a bunch of stuff to be liked, to mm-hmm. be impressive. Mm-hmm. And I, and so I, it's hard for me to remember exactly how I got there. It was, it was mostly just I came to a point where I, I didn't have those things anymore. Where the mm. th- all the things that I was doing to try to meet that need um, just weren't working for me anymore. Mm. And it's hard to call it a rock bottom experience because I think compared to things that other people have been through, it wasn't really that bad. But for me, that was kind of rock bottom Mm. for that secret purpose I had, you know. And so it was in that moment that I realized, okay, I can't, I I can't keep living for this. What I think is more significant is the fact that I've spent the last 16 years since I realized that (laughs) continuing over and over again to not recognize the manifestations Mm. of Mm. that secret purpose and how as much as I might be aware of it, as much as I might come back to it over and over again, just kind of putting it off isn't as easy as we want it to be. And I think that's something that Mm. um, if we're just honest with ourselves, you realize that your life is kind of just the same story over and over again, just told in different ways. And God needs to meet you in that again over and over and over Mm -hmm. again and so um for a lot of people i would say you know are the things that you've dealt with in the past you know kind of those root level issues of insecurity of hurt of whatever the parts of you that you know you feel the most kind of wounded and and Mm -hmm. insecure about maybe you've worked through that in certain areas of your life but then ask yourself are they popping up in new areas that I'm mm. not even aware of. And there's this, this constant give and take of yeah. probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe someday I will not feel that desire, that urge to impress and to, to make people like me. I, 
I, I you know I hope so, and I believe in yeah. the power of the Spirit and the mm-hmm. the power that Jesus has to kind of work within that, and it's it's less now, but it's still there, you know, and and so kind of looking for those again, those kind of surface level manifestations of the same old problems. Um, I would say for the person who has no idea uh, what that secret purpose is, again, I, man, I I think the the truest way to do it is just to try to get feedback from other mm, people. Yeah. Um, and people, who, it's hard to get someone to be super honest with you. Even if you say to them, I really want you to be honest with me. I yeah. know you're going to, you might hurt my feelings. The person's going to be like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not a jerk, you know, or I don't, I don't want to risk this relationship. And so I think it requires a certain amount of, like work on your part to really go to someone and say, Hey, here's, here's all the background. Here's the context. Here's this sermon I heard, or here's something that I've been thinking about. Here's what I want for my life. And here's what I think is holding me back. I need your help, you know? Hmm. And I do think, you know, maybe not everyone, but there are people in your life who have thought that like, Oh man, like if only so-and-so, could address that issue Mm -hmm. because again those secret purposes are manifest most powerfully in our relationships yeah and i mean right i mean we we all kind of see that in our spouses we see it in our kids you know yeah like ask your mom and dad (laughs) if you have a good (laughs) enough relationship they'll be like oh yeah ever since you were like three years old you've been trying to xyz or whatever yeah um and so i would just say that's a really good place to start um or, or to just at least have them begin to share with you things where they see like, well, this seems really important to you and I've never understood why. Mm. Like you would always get mad when our group of friends would say this about you. Maybe there's something there. And if you can just kind of compile and just take a piece of paper and make a little like diagram of here are all the things that maybe are more important to me than they should be. Mm. What's, what's the common thread there? And that in conjunction with just pray about it again take the enneagram take a some kind of personality test uh, collect as much information as you can uh read like a book like emotional he- emotionally healthy spirituality by mm-hmm. pete scazzaro uh dig into your past think about your family history make a family map of you know things that are common to your you know your family from your great grandpa down to you down to your kids you know, the process of finding those deeper level issues, it's just like exploring every possible avenue you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was something I was fortunate where, I mean, again, not fortunate that my parents got a divorce, but when that all happened, it just kind of exploded this whole process of me exploring like mm. what's going on in me, what's going on in my family, you know, what, what is this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's something that happened naturally for me, but for a lot of people that might have to take a lot of intentionality. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. You know, I think it's, I know it's not easy mm-hmm. to share with, with a whole lot of people, but I think you demonstrate kind of what it looks like, you know, and, um, you know, I mean, I think everything you shared is probably part of one of these next messages, right? The mm-hmm. importance of being, stepping into that light and, 
bringing these things and inviting others to, to speak into it. Yeah. And, and you know, what I hear you saying too is like, if, if we really want to discover our secret purpose, like we can, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah like, right. it's just hard and it's scary. And chances are there, like there's a part of us that just doesn't want to, yeah. because more than likely we're going to discover something that one, we don't like, you know, yeah. two, we're going to feel like it's embarrassing. And three, we're going to recognize that we don't have the power to change it. Mm. Yeah. Right. And and I just thought, you know, how how it just highlights, you know, God's goodness and wisdom and mm. inviting us to something great, but doing it in a way that keeps us humble. <laughs> right. Like yeah. I got this purpose for you and it's amazing. And the way I'm gonna show you it is <laughs> by pointing out things that prevent you from it that you yeah. can't fix, right? Yeah. And God slowly, gradually using, you know others you know his spirit his provisions to, to help us with that so yeah. yeah i think that's um it's it's something that's hopeful and inspiring but it can be daunting and challenging yeah. as well yeah yeah and, and i would just say like being again being in that place where again i, I don't feel like i'm close to being over the hump you know but i would i would say the idea of having people know as as scary as it is like i said in the message it's it's just very freeing you know and um what you find more almost across the board is that people are going to say yeah me too hmm. and that was something that i heard you know i, I kind of shared those examples of kind of how i would be in a small group where you know you're listening to people and instead of really listening you're thinking about what am I going to say that's funny or, or smart or when you share, just kind of sharing just enough to mm. seem authentic. And I don't know. I mean, at least six or seven people kind of came up and said, yeah, I, I do that all the time. And what you find again is that look, the ways that it manifests are different, but the secret purposes that we have that deep, that deep inner need, it's, it's what, actually connects us together mm. is that as we kind of bring that out there as scary as it is you're going to realize you're not alone yeah. and that's i think where oh, i'm getting into the authenticity message too <laughs> this year, that's so. the one i had in mind <laughs> <laughs> let's just stop right there yeah. to be continued no i mean that's just where yeah. healing comes you know mm -hmm. that as as you're known um you know that there, there is a lot of power in not feeling alone and, and being accepted and having someone say that's not weird. You know, it's, it's not a good place to stay, but, um, you, you know, you're okay to put mm -hmm. it in words that like Doug from retreat said. So, yeah. 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 I think, um, you know, to, to those who might be afraid or kind of nervous, anxious, I think everything you said, you know, to, yeah, to, to reassure them, to inspire hope and say, Hey, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe there are some who, you know, are thinking to themselves, I don't have a secret purpose. Mm. You know, like <laughs> it's not me. Yeah. And maybe they don't. And if they don't, God bless them. Yeah. What would you say to that person who, who, who's not perfect, but yeah. who maybe just, it's there, but either they don't want to admit it or they truly believe like, Hey, I don't have one. I'm good. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say because, I mean, obviously, you know, we can't speak for anyone else. Mm -hmm. I do think um, 
what we do know, right, is that, yeah, that we're sinful and that, you know, in some way for each of us, like, you know, the image of God has been kind of marred within our souls, right, and how we view ourselves and how we view people. And so I can see a person who doesn't resonate with the concept of secret purpose, that that language doesn't Mm. describe the way they think about their life, Mm. that it's like, look, I don't have this thing that drives me to behave a certain way. What I would say is that there's probably just a different way of describing Mm. that concept of brokenness and need in a way that fits who you are. And it might impact you in a different way that it impacts me. For me, it's like this like explosion inside of me that pushes me forward in ways I don't want to go. Mm. For someone else, it, it might be kind of this, just this vacuum inside, right? The God-shaped hole that kind of just, you know, s- kind of sucks other things in. Or it, it just, it's going to look different. But there's nobody who doesn't have um, a, a part of them that's broken in a way that impacts who they are. That's just... I think that's just reality. And, you know, because we're, no one's able to follow Jesus perfectly because of sin, that, that barrier always exists. So something's there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I think, I think it would be totally fair for someone to say like, yeah, that, that language isn't helpful for me. Hmm. And, you know, great. Just, just figure out, I would say, how how would you describe that kind of brokenness? And so what would it look like for you to deal with it? And it's probably mm. similar. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, it's probably a similar issue. You just might not describe it that mm. way. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well said. I mean, just, I, I love how you opened up that door saying it might not sound like this to you and you might not resonate with how I phrased it, but mm. the, the, the idea of it, the truth behind it still remains true for all of majority yeah. right all of us yeah, yeah and that's just like a biblical concept right what yeah. you want to call it the sin nature the yeah. flesh there's that thing in us that remains that you know i i don't do what i want to do i do what mm-hmm. i don't want to do like there's there's kind of no wiggle room biblically to say like i'm just a hundred percent body soul mind spirit for jesus yeah because unless you're jesus that's <laughs> this is not the case yeah 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 uh, you know i think kind of in light of everything that that you shared and that we've talked about so far, you know, okay, we, we, we step into these communities where the purpose that God has for us is clear Mm -hmm. and we all come bringing in these secret purposes or even not so secret anymore because God has begun to shine a light on it. Yeah. I guess my question is like, what does it look like? Right? Like how do we keep God's purpose for the community, you know, in front of us how do we keep that the center how do we ensure that that's what we are focused on and not allowing our own inner purposes yeah to to get in the way yeah so i mean i I mean this is kind of a a modification of what i talked about in the message i mean the first thing is just i think a hundred percent confession is the way to deal with just that sin and brokenness and its power over us and i think that can happen in a small group now it's not going to be your first session i maybe maybe (laughs) if you just feel like really going for it but when you can come to a point where we just kind of all know it's on the table i mean it'd be great i I can envision a version of this where we laugh about it together Mm. you know like it's like oh okay 
there goes Eric again, just chasing after that, whatever. Trying to be cool again. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and that to, to kind of take away some of its power mm. by just owning it and, and, yeah. and allowing people to speak into it and to do it in a way that's loving and, and gracious. But, you know, we, yeah, we, we kind of name it. And, mm. and, and I think that's that's really big. And so to just have that out on the table is is a is a good starting point, but I also think a big of it com- big part of it comes down to it's it's a little bit on us as a staff hmm. to be very purposeful in small groups, and um, this isn't really a knock on what we've done to this point, but I think again when when you're just not sure like what what am I supposed to come away from, and and it's kind of a free for all like why not like mm-hmm. there's there's no impetus to well i'm gonna really really work on shutting this mm-hmm. down because like well i can do both of these things because there's not a strong sense of purpose and i think for us as a staff to think through you know how do we kind of program these small groups in a way that like the purpose is very clear and from week to week you know you kind of know like here's what we want to happen through this and mm-hmm. um and on a larger scale, here's what we hope happens in this year of small group or, you know, these two years or these three years or however long we're together. Um, and that comes down to just, you know, again, like I'm a big vision person. And so when I have something in front of me, I have a goal to work towards and someone keeps that in front of me. I tend I, I tend to be very focused on that and it drives me and mm. it motivates me. It's it's. It's like exercise, right? Like if you have a goal, you're going to kind of begin to pursue that and shed aside all the things that keep you from pursuing that goal mm. because it's important to you. Yeah. And so if we can be really clear about that and um, kind of hone in on something that resonates with people, I think that makes a difference. Mm. So, um, but that's, both of those things are really hard. Yeah. You know, and, and to have something that people get on board with and p- can be excited about and that, you know, it has to feel like what you're doing in small group is connected to that larger purpose. And it's mm-hmm. not just, we're just doing stuff for the sake of doing mm-hmm. stuff. And I think that happens a little bit too often in small groups. Again, not just here, but anywhere. It's very, it feels like busy work, mm-hmm. you know, when you're like in high school. It's like, I know I didn't need to do all 100 of these problems. Yeah. Probably could have just done two of them and gotten the concept, but teacher wants me to do them. Mm-hmm. We feel that way a little bit in church. Cause I, I don't see the connection between what I'm doing and where you're telling me I need to go. Mm-hmm. And so it's both painting that picture and, and drawing the connection between yeah. what we do and, and why. And, mm-hmm. um, sometimes that means over explaining stuff and mm-hmm. being repetitive, but again, better that than leaving things vague. Yeah. So yeah. Eliminating as much ambiguity as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And appreciate you sharing that. And, and what I hear you saying and what I really love is is kind of that combination of, you know, it requires effort on ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, if, if, if we're going to do this, we got to be honest with ourselves and we got to come willing to confess, ready to confess, bring it out in the open. But then this dependency on others, yeah. right? dependency on the group, dependency on leadership, dependency on, you know, their support, their encouragement, their accountability. And I think that's the beauty of, biblical community right that yeah. it's, it's both yeah right if it's if it's just all you and it's not the community then you kind of come out of there being like what's the point yeah. you know, i'm trying but 
I'm not getting anywhere, right? Yeah. Versus if it's the other way around, if it's the community and, and there's no self kind of effort, then it's going to feel like maybe they're trying, you know, obligation. It's going to yeah. feel legalistic. It's going to feel like work. Yeah. But this picture of like, it's both, mm-hmm. you know, and if every person comes with that attitude of like, it's what I can do and I'm going to do everything I can, but also depend and trust on others, you know, yeah, we're going to be able to thrive. Yeah, for sure. It is a good example of just how fundamental community is to our growth. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just this dynamic process of like, we bring what we bring and other people help us deal with it. And unless both those things are happening, you know, it, it stunts both us and the people around us. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thanks, you know, for, for sharing. And, and before we log off, um, yeah, anything else kind of in light of the upcoming series, where we're headed? I know, we, I know we've talked a lot, yeah. but anything you want to add, anything you want to say from here? No, I mean, it's, it's exciting to pe- see people kind of continuing to fill out those, you know, those little sign-up things that we had. And, um. Yeah, I'm I'm just excited about I think that just the sense uh, and kind of continued confirmation that God is moving us in this direction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always a risk when you you know unveil vision and it's just a weird feeling, you know, as a very human person to stand in front of people and say like this is what I think God's vision for us is and like you know, like I know I'm flawed. I know I'm not perfect. And this, you know, to kind of go there and, and take that risk is scary. Um, but I feel like over the past month, you know, just over the course of delivering those messages, hearing feedback, I think hearing what Doug shared at retreat was big. It's just, I've, I've felt very clearly like, yeah, God is stirring something here mm-hmm. in us. And um, it, it's, it's exciting. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. Our people have gotten on board mm-hmm. and for the most part, seem excited about it too and so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really hopeful but yeah that's that's about it yeah awesome yeah i completely agree resonate with what you're saying and yeah excited to see so we where we go from here so yeah well thanks for everything you shared today thanks for being here yeah thank you man hope you enjoy the podcast thanks for listening